Hello, and welcome to For the Plot Podcast, where you'll learn how to live your best life like the book characters you love. Because let's face it, reading is sexy. Um, well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to our podcast. Welcome back, everyone. Today, we have a very special guest, my good friend from high school. We've been friends for like six years now, eight years. I don't know. The time is gone. But everyone, welcome Mary Beth. Yay! Hi, for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Of course. I've been like, I don't know. I remember when we first started this podcast, you actually reached out and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm listening to it. I love it. She's an also like fellow reader, writer of the sort. So I just always knew that I wanted her to come on. So I'm really excited. And I also feel like Katie and Mary Beth like give me the same energy. So I'm glad that they're like meeting, even though it's an awkward Zoom situation right now. They're still meeting. <laughs> We're friends on Goodreads. And I always go through Goodreads like social media of what people are reading and we seem to read some of the same books so I feel like that's always a good uh, contender and if you're similar yeah yeah and once you're friends on Goodreads you're basically friends in real life <laughs> exactly yeah it's actually more personal than any other social media is Goodreads so mm-hmm. that's how it goes but yeah actually Mary Beth was telling me that when we got brunch in Dallas like three weeks ago I was, like, talking about Katie, as I do to anyone who isn't Katie, and Martha was like, yeah, we actually read, like, the exact same things on Goodreads, so I know I'll like her, and I was like, perfect, so, yeah, but before we get started, as we usually do, what is everyone currently reading? Well, I'll go first. I'm currently reading Circe by Madeline Miller. I just, or not just, but, like, two or three books ago, read Percy Jackson and the Sea of Monsters. And they were talking about Cersei. I was like, oh my gosh, I literally have that book on my stack of books. So I just started reading it. I'm only like 40 pages in, but I really like it. It's a good little mix up of what I have been reading. So I'm excited. It was the one that also yeah. wrote that other book that, what was it called? It was super famous. Um, the Song of Achilles. Yeah. Is it as good as that? Because I did read that like two years ago. I haven't read that one. Okay. I, I own it and it's been sitting on That's my so crazy. for like years and have not read it yet. Okay, fair. Um, That's so crazy. I've heard that it's similar. Yeah, and okay. And yeah. really good things. So. You're just going like the it's backwards. Really okay, perfect. I, that's been on my list too, Cersei has. So, yeah. Cool, yo. Okay, Mary Beth, what are you currently reading? Okay, I'm currently reading the Throne of Glass series by Sarah J. Mass, which is like her big, long like magnum opus I guess mm-hmm. um and I'm on I think the sixth one I don't even know there's so many but I'm <laughs> on Empire Storms um and I'm really liking that and then I'm also reading Eileen by Otessa Moshbag so two very different vibes it's mm-hmm. more of like a literary fiction vibe okay cool um, but I'm enjoying both of them yeah are you reading both because you need like a break from the whole like six book eight book series type vibe or are you just a yes. normal yeah that's absolutely fair. I honestly <laughs> haven't picked up Empire of Storms in like a week so that's fair I needed else for my brain yeah you're committed though six read... books in yeah you're committed have you read other books by Sarah J Mass besides the Throne of Glass series Yes, so I've read Akatar and then I've also read Crescent City. So okay, same. I've read both of those, but I have not read Throne of Glass. Yeah, it's kind of daunting because it's so long, but I'm making yeah. my way through the whole like Sarah J. Mass multiverse. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Is she one of those authors that like all of her books kind of connect, or are they like separate long series? If that makes sense. Is she like creating a, mul- a multiverse? Connect, okay, they do connect. But- they haven't really connected yet, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. She's like still writing and publishing books, and I think I think her I think her end goal is like to make all of them connect. Wow, mm-hmm. 
That I can I would love to look inside her brain to like see how she figured that out because that's kind of scary. But good for her. Um, I'm currently reading. So I did some homework for today's episode, which is the most saucy reads, as in the title. Um, I decided I would read a little like rom com book because I finished The Kite Runner, which was super sad. I had to stop reading it multiple times because I was reading it in a public park and I was like, I can't be crying. Also, it I don't know, it just at the ending, I don't want to spoil anything, but I was like, why can't it just be not be happy? Like, why is it so bleak? But obviously mm-hmm. that's like realistic and I really hate reality. So I was like, okay, I need something like fun, bubbly pop, whatever. And it's like, I don't know, in Paris, it's like the leaves are turning, it's getting fall vibes. Um, So I started reading The Dead Romantics by Ashley Poston. Sorry if I'm butchering that. Um, I think our (laughs) beloved romance readers, Katie and Mary Beth, would like it a lot more than me. I like it. It's good. It's um, it's giving me everything I want, except there's no sex scenes. And I was like, then why am I reading this? I like looked up halfway through. I was like, <laughs> why? When are we getting it good? And then they were like, no, it's like PG. And I was like, what? Or like PG-13. It's implied, but not implicit. And I was like, I want the explicit scenes to prepare for this it's episode. Like dot, 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 fade to black. Not even the dot, dot, dot or fade to black. Like, she's in love with a ghost, for Christ's sake. Like, there's nothing going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that could have been crazy. She could have, they could have done so much with that. I know, I know. But um, it's giving me, like, I don't know, it's very gimmicky and the, like, Halloween-esque. Like, she keeps quoting, like, oh, she's like, yeah, I'm such, like, Wednesday Adams. Like, that's the vibe I give off. And I'm like, okay, um, I'm, I'm halfway through. I'm going to finish just because I'm behind on my Goodreads challenge and it's short. So, tracking my way through. Um, but as for that, any life updates? I just want to say real fast, I will yeah. never forget when, I don't know, probably like a year ago, Casey, you came to me and you're like, I really want to read some like saucy senior books. So I gave you a few and you're like, yeah, I mean, they were good, but like you just had like this, all these complaints about like this plot hole, like that did not make sense. Oh my gosh, this writing is so cringy. And like, just as a writer, I could see how it'd be a lot harder yeah. to read those more cringy books where yeah. I just, yeah. as a non-writer, just go through it. Well, like, okay, yes, exactly. It is a little cringy for me. Like, for example, in the book I'm reading right now, the, um, um, uh, like the protagonist she's in love with this guy named Ben and she keeps making all these like oh I've been wanting to ask you but like the like it's written like B-E-N like as a pun and he's like oh you've been waiting to make that joke and I'm reading it like cringing on the metro this morning I was like I cannot no I like but it's it's doing it's justice I'm like feeling the very Halloween I'm trying to get into the Halloween mood um I guess that if we're getting into life updates, my life updates have been, I've been re-watching the Harry Potter series on um, Amazon Prime. I've been wake, making myself wait like a week, so I'm like, I'm on the third one now, so I have like something to look forward to every week because this is my post-grad life. Um, trying to make friends in Paris, I've now downloaded Bumble BFF, hoping to make some friends. have made some friends with my au pair, other au pair people, but... I'm really trying to explore my options here. I know there's so many other people in Paris, but yeah. Also, the kids definitely got me sick, so I'm just kind of riding that wave. But slowly but surely getting better. (laughs) Fun stuff. Yeah. I was so ready for fall because it was starting to get chillier, like in Illinois where I'm living. (laughs) And then all of a sudden it is like in the 80 degrees and I still walk outside in my jeans and my sweater because I want to it's like the middle of September I feel like that's what I should be doing but then I'm sweating and it's just a whole cycle and I'm just I'm so ready for like actual fall weather so as far as my life updates yes go I got a job at a winery which I'm very excited about because I want to 
learn more about wine because I love wine. Um, and I think it will just be a really fun environment to work. It's only a weekend job. So then I'm still applying for like other laboratory jobs to do during um, like full-time job. So that's fun and kind of helping me get out of like this standstill of like, what am I doing with my life spiral? So kind of seeing like finally the other end of that. Um, also this weekend I went to a, it was called a river sance festival because it was like a play on Renaissance. I don't know. It was on the river. So they called it a river sance. Oh, but I get it now. It okay. A- <laughs> I was confused. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It was, like, on this by this park on the river, and it was, like, 80 tents of all these artists from painters to um, woodworkers, and there were people, like, a bunch of bands there, and you could just buy a bunch of art. So my mom and I got some jewelry by this um, mom and daughter who have a tent, and it was just really fun just walking around. That's cool. That's, those are my life updates. Okay, Mary Beth, passing the baton to you. What are your life updates you want to share with our listeners? (laughs) Um, Honestly, not much. I'm substitute teaching, and that is chaotic and consumes a lot of my time. Yeah. Um, And I'm also, I've been watching Fleabag, so that's kind of also my little, like, project. It's like every day I watch, like, an episode, and it's like a little treat at the end of the day. (laughs) Um, And the writing is so good. So I I feel like you... Have you watched it? Because I feel like you would really appreciate it. Okay, so this is, like, the third time someone has told me to watch Fleabag, and I tried watching the first episode, and I just got really bad secondhand embarrassment. But I think that's the purpose. So I need to, like, fight through my own demons and just watch the damn show, because I know know the writing is super good. I mean, it's won so many awards. And so many people that I, like... Have, they, they know I have qualms with, like, TV writing or movie writing. And, like, you will love Fleabag. It's so you. And then I watched the first episode, and I was like, this is me. <laughs> but, <laughs> no. Kind of power through it. Yeah. It, it's so, it's, like, kind of a dark sense of humor, and it is it is really embarrassing. But, like, it's so funny and so good. Okay. So I've been enjoying that. Lovely. Also, watching it to be fall, because it's still, like, 80, 90 degrees in Dallas right now. So That's gross. That. Yeah, I will definitely add Fleabag to my list. I need to actually watch it and like actually power through. I've been rewatching Gossip Girl, so I need to. That's also I, such a fall show. I know. I love all the dramatic like Thanksgiving episodes, so that's been giving me joy. But Fleabag is now on my list. Um, as for some quick book news, I thought it was cool. I was researching. The National Book Foundation is announcing the 2022 National Book Award long list this week. Um, there's like five finalists in each of the five categories, fiction, nonfiction, poetry, translation, translated literature, and young people's literature. Um, they'll all be named on October 3rd. There's like 154 books that were submitted, and 348 books were submitted for the National Book Award for Young People's Literature. So there's a lot of a lot of lists of books, but I will post the like link to look at all the books to see if like one of your favorites is in it in the show notes. But I was like, that's so cute. I didn't even know that was an actual award. I love book awards, so that'll be in the show notes. Um, But yeah, we can get into today's topic. I'm really excited. I feel like we have two actual pros. Um, Today is a reading episode. We're talking about the most saucy reads, and yeah, Katie and Mary Beth are definitely pros at this more than I am, as I've mentioned that I'm really bad at judging the writing. So yeah, I thought we would do like a fun Q&A with both Mary Beth and Katie, um, and then I, I have a surprise list of, like, book titles that I stocked both of their Goodreads and found books they both read, which was kind of actually hard because I had to actually first figure out if they were actually saucy books or just, like, rom-coms because I know there's differences. So 
I don't really know if the five titles I've picked are actually very saucy, but we're going to do a spice test at the end and see what they've rated them. But yeah, we can I'm, I'm kind of, I was kind of very excited, but also a little nervous because <laughs> I feel like sometimes when romance books are similar, they like blur in my mind, especially if I read them like close together. So I'm hoping I can remember like properly or to my best estimate, like what the spice level was. Like yeah. I need to start making more detailed notes after I finish <laughs> a book and get better at like when you finish a book on Goodreads and it says like leave your review, maybe make some notes in there, like just for myself to look back and like recommending to people in the future. Yeah. Well, I think y'all also will laugh because you're going to be like, that wasn't even spicy. But I was like, they both read it. I'll just add it to the list. So no harm, <laughs> no foul. Don't worry about it. It'll be very just like, I thought it'd just be fun. And again, showing how many books y'all have. Y'all have read a lot of the same books, but it's just my lack of knowledge of knowing what's actually spicy. So, <laughs> but yeah, we're going to get started if y'all are okay with that. Um, we're going to start with the first question, which was, what is your first experience with like spicy fiction, if you can remember? So like Wattpad, fan fiction, etc. Whoever wants to go first can go first. Maybe Beth, I can go first. Okay. Um, I was thinking about this and I don't have like a distinct memory, but I feel like it had to have been like One Direction fan fiction mm-hmm. or like Five Seconds of Summer fan fiction on Wattpad. Um, I was a big fan fiction girly in like honestly as young as middle school. Like that was when I feel like it became like a thing to be on Wattpad. Um, so I feel like it had to have been then, like probably way too young, <laughs> but probably like seventh, eighth grade. Yeah. And from that, it was just, you know, a whole new me was born. <laughs> we love that. Mine was the same. It was also, yeah, I don't have a dis- distinct memory, but I know it had to have been Wattpad around middle school, like seventh, seventh, eighth grade. And I was trying to think of how I even found out about Wattpad because none of my friends that I know of at least were reading it. Because I remember I like I was, didn't really tell anyone and I was just like reading it on my phone. Um <laughs> But yeah, definitely Wattpad. I would read a lot of, I read After on there, of course. So I guess that's like One Direction um, fanfic, but I was never a big One Directioner. I just read it because I heard of other people reading it. Um, And then I read Harry Potter fanfiction, but then it was also um, reading a lot of sports romance and like having a football team and the, like there's four books in the series and like each book was a different teammate blah 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 and they all kind of connected um so that was like mainly what I would read yeah I also read Wattpad this was like my peak steam steamy era for me in reading I wish I could go back I would like love to go back and reread some of the like Wattpad stories I read because they were incredible for like I mean maybe I was just in seventh grade and being like wow this is like the juiciest thing I've ever read in my life which it was at the time but yeah I was really into like I read after the after series my mom actually got them when they were in print and in Barnes and Noble, my mom knew I was like reading them. And so she got me them and I was like, oh my gosh, my mom doesn't know it's like spicy. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I was like in seventh, I guess it was like sixth grade even. Like I think I was like sixth or seventh grade, which is so wild. Reading like Five Sauce, One Direction. My favorite though was I loved reading the like vampire werewolf fan. Fi- I mean, it wasn't even like Twilight fan fiction, but it was like 
I don't know, certain, like, I can't remember. It was, like, the vampires couldn't date the werewolves, but then it was always, like, forbidden love affair type situation, and I ate that up <laughs> in seventh grade. Generic werewolf vampire? Like, yes. No, okay, I love that. It was, like, it wasn't Twilight, because I, I didn't, I never read Twilight. Don't come for me, sorry. Um, still haven't. Okay, anyways, but, yeah, it wasn't based off Twilight. It was just, like, all the oh my gosh, they're werewolves, they can't date type trope, and also just, like, other random, like, romances, like, high school stuff, wasn't even, like, fanfic, but I was just, I would, like, like this author and then reread, or, like, read some of her new stuff, but the thing I hated about Wattpad, which, like, is just that they would be writing the chapters, if you, like, caught up to them, and writing in real time, and then you'd have to wait, Mm -hmm. like, a week to find out what happened, and sometimes the books were, like, 150, like, chapters, which is so crazy to think about now, because even the After series, like, in print, they were very thick books, but, Mm -hmm. yeah, that was, I mean, that's, like, my only really experience of spicy books, but I did really enjoy them when I was younger, (laughs) especially the fanfic, because when I got super into Five Sauce, it was game over from there, yeah, okay. That's a good place to start. Yeah, definitely is. Um, On to the next question, what is your favorite trope and why? My favorite trope, um, which I used to think was like, oh, that's so ridiculous. I would never enjoy that. But then I started realizing which books I liked and what they had in common. Um, Marriage by Convenience, which at first I was like, oh my gosh, that's so stupid. They're literally getting like, that's ridiculous. But I, I honestly really enjoy them. I like how they tend to, like, they move in together. So they have to see like all the quirks about each other, forced proximity, really like forced to get to know each other. They go out to events because it tends to be like billionaire romances where they're going to all these galas and huge events and dress up all nice and pretty. Um, and like acting like a real spouse and defending each other. I don't know, I, I, I love it. Um, but then also I enjoy slow burn romances. I don't want it to like start right away because I feel like I like when they get to know each other and all the tension builds. So then when it actually happens, like, oh my gosh, this is great. Um, and those are my big, my big two. Okay, wait, for Marriage of Convenience, what would the author, like, why would they have to get married? And, like, why was that kept secret? Because I understand, like, the fake dating trope a little bit, where sometimes they would fake, like, I don't know. Actually, I don't really know. I Please explain all of them. <laughs> marriage of Convenience, um, it could either be, if it was, like, a mafia book, it would have to do with, um, not necessarily Marriage of Convenience, but, like, forced marriage, where they, like, set up people, um because these are like two big powerful families so they want to join and they marry um or it would be a lot um which i have read quite a few recently where the one of them has a inherent inheritance or like a trust fund Mm -hmm. but they can't access it until they're married and for some reason they like really need money so they someone else they meet also needs a lot of like it's like has no money and needs money so they get married and split the trust fund yeah um yeah okay that makes sense Okay, Mary Beth, what are your favorite tropes? Okay, um, I feel like my favorite of all time is probably Enemies to Lovers, which is just like a classic. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking lately, I really only like it in fantasy because I feel like when it's in like contemporary, I'm just like, it doesn't work the same. It's just like, you need to just communicate. Like, there's no <laughs> need to have the enemies in real life. But in fantasy, I feel like it can be so fun when there's like, I mean, in like a magical world, it just is so it's so interesting and the tension Mm -hmm. is so good and I love like the banter and just like the anticipation and Mm -hmm. I feel like it's so it's so good 
I um, love that. So that's probably my all-time favorite. I haven't read a lot of Marriage of Convenience, but now I'm like curious and I want to read more because you kind of sold it. <laughs> they are good. So yeah, good. I feel like good. all the recent ones I've been reading are Marriage of Convenience. I'll give you a list. Um, okay. The, the good ones, for sure. But I also, I do love Enemies to Lovers, but I do also agree fantasy is really good, especially in um, Akatar of Cassian and Nessa. Are those the, yeah, that's favorite. Oh, mm-hmm. that's my favorite book, favorite um, relationship. So good. I think the Enemies to Lovers in that was done so well. Mm-hmm. I agree. That's also my favorite book in the Akatar series. It's just mm-hmm. so good. <laughs> I literally have no idea what you were talking about. I love that. Um, I, I mean, speaking to, like, the fantasy aspect that you're touching on, Mary Beth, that's what I was saying, like, on a lower scale in my what Wattpad era was with the werewolves as an example. I loved how it was, like, the forbidden love affair, kind of like enemies to lovers, where they weren't allowed to date, but then they kind of, like, in that case, they would end up, like, falling in love and stuff. But I really enjoyed that because the tension was really high. But... Mm-hmm. I don't really read fantasy. I should, like, dabble in that. I think that would be fun for me. Um, okay. Have you ever been disappointed by a so-called, like, spicy read? And if so, like, what made it disappointed? Was it not enough spice for you? Was it cringy writing? Like, for me, it's more so the cringy writing. But that's... I'm biased, so I want to hear what y'all had thought about this. I definitely have. Um, I feel like the biggest one for me, it's called um, A Touch of Darkness, it's pretty pop- popular series right now, um, and it's like a Persephone Hades retelling, and I was so excited for it, and I would heard such good, ex- like, I had such high expectations, um, and it just, like, didn't hit for me. The writing wasn't very good, so I feel like for me, I, I do have, like, some standards. It's different when I'm reading, like, romance. Like, I have different standards for romance than, like, if I'm reading literary fiction, but, um, the writing wasn't good and I just wasn't invested in the characters and I feel like if I'm not invested in the characters then I don't really care about the spicy scenes mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. they just don't hit as hard if I'm not like invested in the relationship I feel like yeah that's so interesting yeah. too because side side note or sidebar um Mary Beth is very inspired by Persephone and Hades I don't know if you want to talk about that a little bit um because you're aren't you writing a short story kind of about that right now yeah, I kind of am. So I also write a little bit and I write a lot of fantasy and that's like one of my favorite like myths of all time and just favorite like tropes. And it's done a lot, I feel like, and it's done really badly <laughs> a lot of times. So I think that's also why I was kind of disappointed because I feel like there's so much potential there for like an interesting dynamic, especially in terms of like spice mm-hmm. and just kind of fell flat for me. So yeah. Well, this is a good opportunity for you to like re-own that I guess myth and take it into yeah reclaim it and I don't know like read the fiction that you're reading and if you're disappointed by it like maybe jot down notes of why and then how you can make your I mean obviously you'll be more satisfied with your own writing because you're in control of it but then that could I mean I bet there's so many other readers that are also disappointed by this like famous you know myth and everything so that would be really cool I'm excited to read whenever you're ready to share I love reading her work so yeah. I just share. <laughs> okay, Katie, what are you ever disappointed by with spicy writing? Um, well, normally if I start reading a book and I am not getting into it and I can tell I don't really like the characters and it is, because yes, I, I read cringy stuff, but sometimes it is too cringy. So sometimes if it's too much, I will just like DNF. I'm not afraid to just stop reading a book. Um, but thinking back to books, I just fully 
would read and gave, I was thinking, um, it's called Good Girl Complex by L. Kennedy. I gave it one star, which I normally never give a book one star because I just stop reading it if it's that bad. But I read the off-campus series and Briar U series by her, and I enjoyed those. So I was really excited when she was coming out with this new book, and I just didn't love, love it. It was kind of like a glorif- or a it was basically like after there was a dare of the boyfriend, like or the main male character made some deal with his friends that he could get this girl to fall in love with him so he could rub it in with her ex-boyfriend or current boyfriend because he didn't like him. And I don't know, I just, it was like kind of glorified cheating because there were also, there was, I don't know, it just wasn't my favorite. Um, I'm not exactly sure if it, like the exact reason of why, but that one was just the first one I thought of that I expected a lot more. Yeah, no, that's fair. Kind of going off of that, um, I think it's interesting that Katie will like stop reading books because I always just power through because I'm just like, oh, maybe it'll get good. I'll, I don't know. Because like with TV shows, if I don't like Fleabag, sorry, I watched the first episode and I was like, no, I need to power through with that show, though. I know that. But that was just an example. So like what makes you like how far do you get when you're like, no, do you like read half of it or do you just read like the first three chapters and are like, no, because sometimes I'm like the Kindle app, um, you can, like, read a sample. So would that sample of, like, three chapters give you enough insight to the whole book, do you think? Or when do you usually stop? I think think normally. I think if I make it to halfway, I don't know if I've ever actually not finished a book that I've made it at least halfway because at that point it's like, okay, might as well just finish it. It will normally be I make it, like, not even a quarter into the book. Okay. And I also, like... I like reading for pleasure and to escape and not as like a chore and I hate when I'm reading a book and it's like oh I really don't want to read that but I feel like I should finish it and I so then I just don't read it okay I need to take that advice because sometimes I feel like reading is a chore which is not the point of reading think of how many books sometimes I go into a spiral think of how many books are out there that I want to read especially when I have like I just organized my book stacks and made this huge one of all these books I haven't read yet and then I go to Barnes and Noble or uh, another bookstore and see all these books that I still want to read and it makes me like so oh my gosh I'm never going to be able to read all these books so then I'm not going to waste my time on a book that I would rather be reading this other book yeah, that's really fair. As someone who has read, what what book are you on? Like the 63rd book of this year? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. 60, yeah, it was so funny. Ian, um, my boyfriend was like, Katie reads like four books a week. Like, what? how does she do that? And I was like, oh, she really enjoys reading. Like, she prioritizes it. Um, she's really cool. She like only watches so much TV and like really prioritizes reading. She was like, or he was like, she must be so smart. That's really cool. I wish I could be like that. He was just like, he texted me this randomly. He was like, Kate, Katie finished her third book this week. I was like, you don't have Goodreads. Like, how do you know that? But then I realized he follows you on Instagram and like Instagram. sees your stories. Yeah. yeah. Um, it made me laugh. But okay. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Um, what is it? Who is a romantic or spicy author that you will always read no matter what they put out? You see their, like, their name and you just buy the book. Um, I had kind of a long list. I think I have four or five. Um, Anna Hong, I hope I'm saying that correctly. She has the Twisted series that I enjoyed, and she is starting the King of, I think it's King of Sin series. I think that's what it's called. But there's two books out of that, and I really enjoy that. Um, Lauren Asher, I haven't read all of her books, but I love the Dreamland Billionaire series, and that's her most latest series. And so that makes me, if she ever wrote another book, I would buy it just because of how much I love that series. Um, a new one is Elsie Silver. She wrote the Chestnut Spring series, which is still 
the fifth or sixth book comes out in October, and I'm so excited. Love that. It's like a um, small town summer bull rider series. Oh, it's it's so good. And there there's brothers. Oh, it's I love that whole universe. So good. Um, and then my last one is Liz Tom Ford. She I've only read two of her books. I think it's the Windy Series, Windy City series. The first one's Mile High, and the second one is The Right Move. The Right Move, one of my favorite books. So so good. And the third one of that series is coming out sometime later this year. So so excited. A lot of the books I've realized that I am excited for. Um, that are part of a series are coming out in October. So I don't know what I'm going to do in October. There's so many books that are coming out. So maybe a good yeah. month. You're going to have to clear your schedule, make sure you're not reading anything right then, and then just stock up. Yes. But you'll probably sure. fin- finish the books in like three or four days because you'll just be like, oh my God, it's so good, and just keep Especially reading. Especially when it's like a really good romance of a series that I already like and already kind of know the characters. Because when you already, like, I for the Chestnut Springs series, I've heard of this character that the book is going to be about since the very first book, and this is like the fifth or sixth book. So you already know bits and pieces, and they leave some things hanging. It's like, oh, what is their real story? Like, why are they acting like this? And then you get to find it out, and it just, oh, it makes the reading experience so much better. That's exciting. I love your enthusiasm and your voice right now. I can tell you're so excited. Okay, Mary Beth, who's your favorite spicy author? Okay, I do not have as comprehensive as a list. (laughs) I feel like I have not read as much spicy stuff as Katie. Um, But I would also say Liz Tomford. I've read um, both of the books in the, is it the Windy City series? Yes, yes. Yeah, I loved both of those, both Mm -hmm. like sports romances. And it was just like a perfect balance of like good pacing, good characters, like drama, but not like problematic drama. Yeah. Um, and they were just so fun. I've read both of those in like a week um, mm-hmm. and I'm really excited for the next one. And then I don't know if this counts as like a spicy author, but Sarah J. Mass, big fantasy romance writer. I will read anything that she writes. Um, and I feel like, she, I don't know. I feel like she's just such a fun writer where like, if you've read her stuff, like if you know, you know, like I've met so many people in like in public and just like made so many friends because we've both read Sarah J. Mass, and it's just like, if you know, you know. Um, so I will always read anything of hers and then um, I was gonna say Elle Kennedy although I haven't read that book that you didn't finish her new one not recommend not okay, that's good to know. <laughs> yeah because um, I read the off-campus series and I loved that that's like a really fun like college hockey romance series mm-hmm. I love the good, like college romance too I feel like that's just like always a fun setting yeah and you love hockey yeah um, <laughs> And I love hockey, too, so yeah. that's just a win-win. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I would definitely say L. Kennedy, although maybe not anymore. <laughs> but yeah, that's my list. I love it. Well, I mean, you never know. I mean, even if it's someone that you're going to buy without, you know, reading the back cover or something, then you find out, like, oh, maybe they aren't as good. I, I don't know. I feel like you should always just, like, your favorite authors. I feel like Nicholas Sparks, I've heard has kind of gone down the deep end. I don't know if that's true. Like, his books, as of late, haven't been yeah. as good, but... I mean, he's Nicholas Sparks, so, like, everyone should always read what he has to say. (laughs) Nicholas Sparks is an author that I think got me, not got me into romance, but when I was, like, early high school, those were the books, like, romance books I would read. Um, And so I, all of a sudden, like, now I just buy every single Nicholas Sparks books I see. Like, whenever he has a new book, I'll read it and buy it. Um, But I do think his latest ones have been my favorite. There's been, like, one here and there that are good, but some 
yeah, just aren't as good. But they are seeming to get a little spicier. I feel like his first few, it wasn't as, like, explicit. But then towards the end, there's been a little bit more, so... Correct. Still will buy yeah. every book I see. No, I love that. But like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I just feel like it's so much more popular, especially because of the rise of book talk. That spicy, saucy literature is like become. I mean, obviously Wattpad. That was mostly. I mean, there were so many books on Wattpad, but I feel like fan fiction and like saucy teen romance was like kind of the peak. But then I feel like now with TikTok and book talk now like saucy literature is huge and like I think it's always been there but there's so much hype around it that I think a lot more authors are getting discovered because of their literature and things so like I'm wondering if he's trying to kind of compare to these new up-and-coming like tropes and things that are everyone's super excited about and reading because I feel like that's just I don't know maybe it's just TikTok is highlighting this fact that it's always been popular but I feel like a lot of like avid readers on book talk that's typically they read a lot of fantasy a lot of big series or they read a lot of like saucy books so that's at least what i have yeah I, I, my thoughts I think it's like more normalized now mm-hmm. like now that it's more popularized like more people are like i don't know open about it mm-hmm. and also um, more popular yeah yeah yeah. No, I, I was about to say the same thing. I feel like with um, TikTok and book talk, it's a lot more normalized to read that. And it's not something like I sometimes I used to be like embarrassed about it. I wouldn't really talk about it. But now I feel like it's more acceptable almost just because it's more yeah, talked about and more people are doing it. Yeah. So definitely getting more popular through that. Yeah, no, I guess that's I remember a... what I was going to say. I was going yeah, <laughs> to go say, for it. I feel like. Um, like spicy books have also gotten a lot of people who usually don't read into reading mm-hmm, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. has been really cool because um it's just like an accessible and like fun silly way mm-hmm. for a lot of people to like discover reading which i think is great yeah i also have seen a lot of people um mainly on tiktok who kind of diss readers who only read romance and um i feel like also like colleen hoover has a very specific like um connotation around her at least recently where some people think oh you just read Colin Hoover like not a real reader if you only read romance and I never liked that because I feel like if you read a book like if you read your reader it doesn't matter if you read classical literature or if you only read smut like as long as you're reading mm-hmm. I feel like why are we judging people on what they're reading right that's so crazy because it's like if people only watch drama TV shows, like, they still watch TV. Like, why does it matter yeah. the genre? And also, genre is, like, not really real. It's just a way that capitalism can, you know, sell books to people. Mm-hmm. So that's a whole other discussion. But I also just feel like if you're, like, my whole thing is, like, I want, like, literacy to be accessible to people. So I love what Mary Beth had to say about how people are really and getting back into reading because of these famous books that are maybe Colleen Hoover or other like romantic authors or saucy authors but who cares like as long as people are reading and getting off their phones that's all I really care about um Mm -hmm. I just think there's so much to be found like in a book because it's also about the escapism you like I don't know I've also like heard that even just by reading you can become more empathetic because you put yourself in the character's shoes a lot more even more so than tv because you're like third person watching it happen rather if you're reading first person you're like it's happening to you so you become more empathetic which i think anyone can really use so i don't like that i really just want everyone to read and be happy (laughs) i agree Yeah. yeah okay um what's a hot take well this is kind of 
kind of funny the next question um what's a hot take on a popular author that's like a sassy author maybe that they're famous but you don't think their writing is very good kind of like the colleen hoover scandals as of late as an example um but is there anyone you can really think about well i already said how i felt about um a touch of darkness so i feel like mine would probably be scarlet st Clair because she's a very popular like spicy author and when I was reading her books, it just felt like Wattpad level writing and just like Wattpad level like world building. And I don't know, I feel like for some people, like if you don't want like a super like built out complicated like magic system while you're reading like smut, I totally understand that. But for me, I feel like I just need a little bit more substance. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I feel like Scarlet St. Clair is, is mine. She's on the X list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like mine, I couldn't think of necessarily an exact author. I also, I was thinking more of overall, um, I don't think a book has to have a picture-perfect ending. So, and I do want closer to an extent where it's not like you finish the book and then feel like nothing was really resolved or anything like I do want that resolution and having a little bit of closure but I don't like when you finish a book and the last like 50 pages or even like 30 I don't know are just like happy oh they're getting married they're having kids blah 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 and I like to an extent it's like oh that's great that they're going through this all together and they're living a happy life but I'm Sometimes I just want it to be like, oh, they, you know, they end up together and then kind of leave it to your own imagination of exactly what their life is like. Mm -hmm. And so going off of that with Colleen Hoover, I've read some of her books and I really have enjoyed them. I thought they were great, but I feel like um, a few of her books, like with It Ends With Us, and then she, I thought it had the perfect ending where it was kind of left up to your own interpretation of if she got with a certain guy or blah, 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 mm-hmm. um, not to give anything away, but, and then she came out with a sequel, and I just feel like not all books need a sequel. I think some, a sequel is great, but I don't think every book needs one, so that would just be my hot take. Right. Um, so it was actually released in 2016. But because of book talk, it became so popular that I think that's why she's releasing the sequel, because it's huge on TikTok. I mean, even if you walk into mm-hmm. Barnes & Noble, you'll see, like, a Colleen Hoover table now, which is, like, great for you. Mm-hmm. I would love a book of mine to become famous. But a lot of um, saucy writers like that find that their fiction that they released prior has now, like, blown up because of TikTok and book talk and things like that. So maybe that wasn't ideally her plan, but she's, like capitalizing on this moment but I understand like I I I mean Mm -hmm. I didn't enjoy it ends with us but I did think the ending was a nice like bow which I think Colleen Hoover usually does with her writing which is like fine Mm -hmm. it's everyone's personal preference I just thought it was a little gimmicky but that's my take um so I don't think that was her like I don't I'd be surprised if that was her initial you know plan because the first time it was released it didn't do very good so Crazy how much book talk has influence. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. Okay, last but not least, the last question is, what are your top three favorite saucy books and why? And, like, what would you rate them on a spice scale? So, like, three out of five spice emojis or, like, the little chili pepper emoji type vibe. (laughs) This was very difficult. I, like, was making a list, going through my Goodreads, and I feel like I'm going to think about this, like, later today or in the week. I was like, oh, my gosh, I forgot about this book. I should have added this. (laughs) But what I did, or what I put was, um, 
One of mine is The Right Move by Liz Tom Ford that I've already talked about. I, I just love the main male character. I thought it was a good mix of like these the books that I chose aren't necessarily maybe the top like spiciest book I've read but like you put the word favorite in there so I kind of took it as like spicy but I also really enjoyed it and had a good plot and I um enjoyed the characters as well along with um Mm -hmm. the smut in it so the right move I gave it like a 3.54 spice if I could remember correctly yeah um and that was a fake dating trope my second one, I did Heartless by Elsie Silver. The whole series, amazing, but I think Heartless, at what I can remember, had the most fives. Like, I gave it a four out of five of the Chili Peppers. That was a Grumpy Sunshine, Forks Proximity, Age Gap. Also, had some kids in there, which I normally don't like, but Elsie Silver knows how to write a good book, so I enjoyed it. Um, and then my third, I did King of Wrath by Anna Hong. Um, whole series was great. I was really trying to figure out like the c- book that I thought was the spiciest. Did that one? Oh, I didn't write a spice. Um, I would give it, I guess, a four, four to five. Nice. Yeah. Um, and that is a marriage by convenience, rich Italian, I think mafia or just rich Italian. But, nice. I love yeah. how you really gave us the full scoop. Thank you so much, Katie Comp. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay, Mary Beth, you're up. My list. Yes. (laughs) There is some overlap, so that's exciting. Um, I also put the right move on my list, and mine is also based on just like favorites, not necessarily like the spiciest books I've ever read. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, The right move. Everyone should read this book. It is just like a perfect rom com. It's so. It just makes you so happy. They're so sweet. I love the main character. He's like the perfect book boyfriend, Mm -hmm. Um, and I love the main girl character also. She's awesome. Mm Um, so I gave that three chili peppers, but also it's been a while since I've read it, so I, that might not be accurate, but, um, and then for my second one, I put The Mistake by L. Kennedy, which is, mm. I think, the second book mm-hmm. in the Briar, not Briar you in the Off Campus series, the one with John Logan, he's my favorite, um, and I gave that one Honestly, it's been a while since I've read that, and I've read that multiple times because it's like a comfort read at this point. But um, I gave that, I think, two and a half spicy stars, spicy chili peppers. <laughs> um, that one's also just like a really fun rom-com. Love the college um, setting and love the main character. And then my last one is A Court of Silver Flames by Sarah J. Mass. I love that book. It's I almost a- put that one. It's such a good fantasy book, and it's such a good spicy book. Like, it, the plot is so good. The characters are great. Um, and it it is definitely, like, her spiciest book. Like, it's, like, mm-hmm. every other chapter. And it's a long book. <laughs> um, so I would give that, like, three and a half, maybe four chili peppers. I so. love that. No, yeah, that was the, the goal of the question was favorite. Um, so y'all did those justice. It wasn't necessarily that it has to be the spiciest. I wanted, because I think for me, like I want to go back and read the books that you've now told us about, which all the books that they've mentioned, I will put in list form in the show notes below so you can look them up. Um, but yeah, I want to go back and read the ones that you're talking about. So I wanted to have it be both a balance of good reading, um, you know, good characters, rounded out plot, but also a little spice in there. It doesn't need to be, like, smut on every page, but something, a little something would be nice, you know what I mean? Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little reading treat, but 
Yes, on to our part two of this little Q&A. We're going to do a rapid spitfire. So I'm going to say a book title, and you're going to each rate, if you can remember, um, out of the chili pepper emojis, how spicy it is. Um, you can say why, like kind of how, if you remember the trope or anything. If not, no problem. Um, I So I picked five titles, but one of them is a book series, so I thought we would go through each of the books in the series. Um, okay, so without further ado, we'll get started. I, again, disclaimer, I didn't know exactly which ones were spicy and which ones were not, so some of them might be romance, but still fun. Okay, um, for number one, we'll start out with The Six of Crows by Leah Bardugo. I'm mispronouncing that, but The Six of Crows. Series, though, I okay. would recommend. It's it's more of like a fantasy. Fun. It's like a YA fantasy. Um with like a hint of romance. Okay. But there's no there's no spice. Dang. Okay, so zero out of five I've spice. Heard good things. Yeah. Yeah. It's and really good. Katie Comp needs to read apparently. Okay. Icebreaker by Hannah Grace. Mm. I have not read this. Um yes, it was spicy. I would give it a three point five spice. Oh really? The plot wasn't my favorite. Oh. But I thought the smut was good enough like it was good enough where I, I finished the book. Um but it was yeah the plot wasn't my favorite but good 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 spicy okay okay hopefully i've both read the rest okay a court of thorns and roses by sarah j mass mm-hmm. yes all the I feel like this really depends on the book because each one is yeah. very different okay um i'm trying to remember the first one they definitely all have some level of spice mm-hmm. i would the first one the first one is probably like one yeah I think there's like maybe one or two scenes in it. Definitely the least amount. Mm-hmm. Second one, maybe two or yeah, 2.5. Yeah, yeah, maybe two and a half. And then the third, I'm trying to even remember. The third one, I think, has like maybe one scene, and that's a long book. Mm. Um, that so- one, I think, was one of my least favorite ones. Yeah, I agree. I would say maybe like half a chili pepper maybe one <laughs> yeah wow dang okay so court of thrones and roses not super spicy more so fantasy last one though the the silver flames one that one's spicy okay yeah. okay that one that one i really recommend chapter. it's worth the it's what the fifth book in the series worth reading all five to understand the story and the plot to get to that book and those characters story I agree. Okay. Okay. Um, the Spanish Love Deception by Elena Armas. Armas? I have also not read this. Okay, Katie, you've read it, right? Yes, I have. Okay. Um, this, let me think. I it definitely had scenes um, in detail to an extent, but I would, I would give it a two. Oh, okay. Just, yeah, a little vanilla mm-hmm. with what I can remember. And I think I read it like two years ago. Mm. but yeah okay well the last series i know for sure y'all have both read because you both talked about it in today's episode it's the off-campus series so you have the deal the mistake the score and the legacy such a good series Mm um i the deal maybe three three and a half i think that one was pretty like pretty spicy yeah, I feel like the first two were pretty spicy. I honestly don't yeah. remember the last two as much. It's been a while. The, the third one, though, the score with Dean and Allie. 
Oh, wait, that, that one. Really spicy. That one may be the most spicy. Yeah, like 3.5, leaning on four. Crazy. Yeah, that one. <laughs> that one's good. I, I didn't read the last one. The um, the Legacy? I can't remember. But I thought it was something else. Was it The Legacy? Whatever it was, it had Tucker and a baby mama, and I just wasn't. I didn't I not read it. Yeah. Yeah. But the first three, great. Amazing. Highly recommend. Okay. Yeah. Probably a little cringy writing here and there, but worth it. Mm-hmm. Still great story, great characters. Um, that was basically all we had to talk about today, but Mary Beth, thank you so much for joining us. I would also love to have Mary Beth back on for a writing episode. She was, yeah. Yeah, I was the managing editor for my student newspaper okay. at my university. Yes. Um, it's like editor. Rory Gilmore. That's exactly yeah. what I want her on to come, like, talk about, like, Rory Gilmore vibes, like, thinking November, like, fall, yes. like, when I it's actually fall. I also want to hear about the, um, what you're writing with Persephone and Hades and all that. Yeah. That's I would really love exciting. to come back and chat about writing. Yeah, we definitely should, because we could really get into, like, how me and Mary Beth became friends, which we wrote an angry feminist poem that was, like, a slam poem together senior year of high school. I forgot about that. How could you forget The War on Men? Know. That was the best poem ever, and we read it out loud, and it was a great mic drop moment, but that's really how we bonded. She was also the first person to introduce me to coffee. Uh, we go way back, so... Yeah, um, we, I remember we made friends because we bonded over wanting, like, a shitty apartment in New York together. Yes, yes. <laughs> we would have, like, a cat and, like, live in this, like, one-room apartment. Um, it'll be great. Still hoping for that day. <laughs> but, yeah, so... We, yeah, we'll definitely have her back on for, like, a writing episode because... She is just very talented. Um, But yes, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And thank you, Mary Beth, again for coming on. Yes, thank you for coming on. It was so great to finally meet you. Yes. Thank you, guys. Y'all are so sweet. This was literally my dream to Ah. just talk about spicy books. Yes. (laughs) What a, what a, how, what better podcast? Oh, yeah. Right. (laughs) Literally the best. Um, Anyways, yes, um, both Katie and I's and Mary Beth's Goodreads will all be in the show notes as well as our social medias of where to find us. Um, But definitely check out both of their Goodreads for more spicy content books. But I'll list everything again in the show notes. And as always, you can follow For the Plot podcast on TikTok and Instagram. I'm back on my TikTok Instagram real game, so please go look that look at that. <laughs> I'm finally like settled in Paris where I can actually edit videos. So um, it'll be on both po- platforms at FTPX podcast on both TikTok and Instagram. But we will talk to you next week. Thank you so much. Bye. 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 <laughs> okay. Yay.